You're listening to a sermon from Tyler Christian Fellowship in Tyler, Texas. Find us on the web at tcftyler.com or send us an email, tcftyler at gmail.com. Because uh, uh, TCF, Tyler Christian Fellowship, has been uh, our church family, and I've been pastor here since uh, uh, 1995, I mean, sorry, 1997, and uh, our son received a heart transplant in 1998, and uh, this community of faith was and has been uh, more than a family for us. Um, but then the very next year, I was driving on Broadway. I'm a cyclist. I've been, I've been riding a bike for a long time. Um, and I was driving on Broadway, and there was this van that went by, and it said, um, Cyclists Saving Lives Through Organ Donation. And I'm like, that's a, that's a sign from God, you know. <laughs> and so I called Debbie, and uh, I was a, a day rider the next year. Um, and then I was a full, um, full team member uh, the following year after that. And I've done it just about every year that I possibly could since... 2000, um, and that has been a huge part of the healing process for us as well, um, and I just can't th- thank Debbie uh, and the Circle of Life enough, because um, it's meant so much to us, it meant so much to our son Josh, he was kind of like the team mascot, and I was an honoree uh, so, so many years, and then uh, Josh uh, lived 13 years with his heart transplant, and got married, graduated, got a job that he loved, um, and uh, just had a, you know, had a wonderful 13 years and then suffered about a rejection that he just uh, couldn't beat um, and uh, passed away in 2011. And uh, he was a donor. So he was a recipient. And then when he passed away, um, he was a donor. And uh, the Circle of Life team and Tyler Christian Fellowship have uh, been a, a rock in our lives and has meant so much to us. So it's great to have all of you guys together in one room today just for us. Um, and just hope that everybody uh, enjoys this place as much as I do. Um, I wanted to just share, I just think that um, uh, donation and giving the gift of life is so closely related to the gospel and the heart of God. God is a giver, and he wants us to be givers as well, um, because sometimes we think that giving is um, a hard thing to do or a thing that we should do, and we don't realize that it's joy, man. It's life. It's what makes life worth living. Um, and the only way that we live is because we've been given the gift of life, physical life. Um, but God wants more for that, and he wants to invite us into it. Um, the Circle of Life uh, exists for two reasons. First is to honor donors and recipients. Um, uh, our uh, donor uh, family, we didn't meet for 10 years. And I wrote letters, and they didn't respond, and that's the way that it works. Both, both parties have to want to meet. Um, and the one thing that's really scared me throughout those 10 years is that somehow those letters might have gotten lost and that that family didn't know how much it meant to us and that they hadn't heard us say thank you um, to them. And, uh, you know, they changed our darkness into light. Um, and... Anyway, so we, we ride to, to honor uh, donors um, and, and recipients um, and to say thank you. And there's probably some families here uh, that your loved one was either a donor or a recipient, and this may be the first time that anybody said thank you to you, so thank you. Um, and what you've done uh, is nothing short of uh, heroic and a miracle for somebody. Um, but there's a second reason why we ride, and that's to educate people about the need for organ donation. 
Um, our son was diagnosed when he was a little kid. All we knew is that he was going to need uh, a transplant. We didn't know what transplantation was. But the last five days of his life uh, before transplant, he was on life support, and he wouldn't have made it seven. And that's when we found out what donation is all about. We weren't waiting for somebody to die, okay? We were waiting for somebody to turn our darkness into their light, somebody to think about. People die every day, but not everybody dies prepared. And one reason why we're doing this tour is just for you to think about donation. We're not trying to talk you into it or anything, but just let your loved ones know so that anything does happen to you, they don't have to make a decision. They just have to follow your directions. And you just say, this is what I want. And I, and I can tell you from having talked to so many um, donor families um, that it's a relief. When they know that their loved one wants to donate their organ, it's a bright spot in that darkness. It's a, it's a, they're, they're actually following and honoring um, their loved one to do it. So that's the reason why, um, that we, that's the other reason why we, we ride, to honor people who have either received or donated and to educate people. Um, and I just want to say one more thing about that. Um, as you're sitting here today, um, you're sitting in an amazing creation of God, your physical body. And that's, let's look, I mean, it's, it's yours, but you're not going to get to keep it, okay? Everybody knows this. I'm not breaking any bad news to anybody. You're not going to get to keep it. And there is a possibility that when you no longer need it, that there may be something that could save somebody's life. Some of these things that save people's lives, they cannot make. They can't make blood. It, only, it can only come from a living person. It can only come from somebody who says, I'm willing to do this. And you're going to hear a little bit about blood donation and how important it is today. Um, but I want to say this about that. Blo I, I wish I could tell you that blood donation was um, painless. But I can tell you this, every time you give, it's going to hurt. Regardless of whether you're given blood or whether you're given money or whether you're given your time, every time you give, that's part of giving is pain. And it's a, it's a minor part of the whole experience. And what Jesus gave us cost him everything. And we get to be a little bit like Jesus in giving to others. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. And I know what that's talking about, but it literally is true. Your life goes forth to somebody else. Your life goes into somebody else to give them life. Um, and it happens every day, but it's, uh, it's a miracle every time it happens. Um, so the, um, the blood mobile is here. Um, the last time that they were here, they, asked, they wanted us to do uh, shoot for like 12 uh, units and we did 20 so we're we're over um you know overproducing, over ex, you know exceeding expectations but if you came today and you didn't come like knowing that you could you can still give here's the deal about blood donation there's so many reasons why they can defer people nowadays um, that a lot of people that want to give can't give so if you're capable of giving let me just encourage you man press through that little bit of pain in order to give somebody the gift of life because the need really is, um, there really is a pressing need always um, for blood, but especially because of some of the natural um, disasters that we've experienced lately. The need for um, donation just goes up. They take the, some of the blood that we have here and they send it to the areas that need it. And so in order for people to have surgery, to have treatments and all of that, we have to have full 
um, a blood bank here. So, all right. So I want to introduce uh, Debbie Mabry uh, to you. <laughs> Debbie is one of the. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just talk about. Debbie is um, the visionary, one of the visionaries that's behind this. There was a, several people. Tim was on the very first tour. Um, but she has worked tirelessly through the years um, to make this a reality. And her area was um, bone marrow, um, but she has benefited so many people in so many different areas um, um, since then. And this past year, we went, we are like a freestanding nonprofit now, um, and, and navigating that and all that she's had to do to make that possible, um, she's a superwoman. So, thank you. Am I on? I don't think I'm on. Am I, think I on? Do I need to click something? Can you hear me? You, you're on. I'm on. Okay. Good. I didn't think I was on. Uh, well, thank you very much, Joe. Um, and in this room are a lot of members of our new association, the Lone Star Circle of Life Association. I thank all of you for being here and supporting this. And it's so nice to be back at Tyler Christian Fellowship. This is, I think, the fourth time, I think, that we've been I here think so, over yeah. the years. Yeah. This is our 18th tour in 21 years. Um, and it's always nice to come back here. It, it does feel like coming home, so thank you again. Um, I want to start out today by calling three people up to the stage to tell you a little bit more about the, the need. The, uh, call the experts up here. So I would like to ask uh, Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care to come up and Marissa Walker. Marissa, Southwest Transplants Alliance. And then we have Anita Quinn, who you're going to see up here a couple of times. <laughs> Anita, you want to come up and talk about bone marrow? <laughs> And what, what I've asked them to do is give just a brief overview of, of the need. We all know there's a need, but we may not know just how great that need is. So, Clinton, I'm going to start with you. Sure. Well, thank you all for having me, and I think your pastor summed it up very nicely. Um, blood is created in the human body, and there's only one way to get it out. It's through a needle. Uh, if we can master osmosis, we will do our best. Um, so it is, it is slightly painful, but we promise to make it as painless as possible. But we appreciate it. We are grateful to be here and part of the circle of life because the circle of life has a, has a great tone. It's without blood, we can't do organ, we can't do tissue, we can't do bone marrow transplants. And without bone marrow you know, donors and without transplant donors, we can't save lives. So it, it truly is a full, fully functioning circle there. We're happy to be here. We're in the back if you have questions, and that's as brief as I can go. Otherwise, I'll, I won't shut up. <laughs> Thank you. I did ask him to keep it brief. <laughs> Thank you very much, Clinton. Good morning. Uh, my name is Marissa Walker. I'm with Southwest Transplant Alliance. I have amazing team members with me, both from the Tyler area and Dallas. You guys give a wave. Hey, STA fam. <laughs> so Southwest Transplant Alliance is an organ procurement organization, and essentially that means we are the bridge between the people who say yes to donation to the people who need it. Right now, there are 114,000 people in the United States waiting for a transplant. They are waiting for a call that can save their lives. 10,000 of those are right here in Texas. Um, but unfortunately, every day, an average of 20 people don't get that call in time. And that is why it is so, so important. Um, if it is in your heart and something you want to do, um, say yes to donation. We are registering people at our table today. Come ask me questions. Um, or at any time, you can go to donatelifetexas.org. So that's about it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm here with Because I Care, and we are a volunteer donor recruitment group in Long based in Longview, but we come all over Northeast Texas, and we uh, recruit donors for the Be the Match donor registry. There are thousands of people every day with blood cancers, uh, certain anemias, and so forth, whose lives depend on someone uh, saying, you know what? I would give a blood product. I would give stem cells or marrow uh, to save a stranger's life. Now, this is a staggering number, I think. 70% of the people who need these life-saving transplants do not have a match within their own family. Your best chance of a match is a brother or sister. So what do they do? They go to the registries and uh, their medical team uh, looks to see if they have a match. Uh, two years ago, we hosted uh, the Cycle of Life in Longview, and we, just like today, we are offering you the opportunity, if you're 18 to 44 years of age, you can sign up. Uh, a few months ago, a young man told me he's, we were in a health club, and he said, y'all were here once before, and I was on the, at the door on my way to my car, and something just told me to come back and sign up. And uh, he did, and this past January, he donated uh, stem cells to a lady in Italy, someone he does not know. So this potentially will save her life. So think about it between now and the time we can go out and stop by. It's filling out a little consent form and doing a swab, and that's it. Thanks. Thank you, Anita. All right. Well, let's get started meeting these wonderful writers and these wonderful honorees. Uh, it's only appropriate to start this year's Lone Star Circle of Life with our team captain, Tim Dixon from Trinity, Texas. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you all today. It's an honor to be the team captain. I was on the first year uh, in 1998, and I got into uh, involvement with uh, organ and tissue donation as, uh, as an advocate. Uh, our family owned funeral homes, and many years ago, um, I found that there was a disconnect between the organ and tissue banks and the funeral homes. And so about 25 years ago, I began, went around and unpopularly in my career uh, went to funeral homes and tried to promote that. Um, and that all actually started in Corpus Christi, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so it, we're going back there today. And so that's why I still do this, and I still am active and still involved in, in, in the advocacy for that. Um, I am honored today uh, for writing for uh, Miss Anita Quinn. And if you want to come back up again, I, <laughs> um, because I care recruitment group, and uh, that I was reading this, and that this event was held first in 1990, and uh, there was a little story behind that. And I am honored to ride for you. So we've got 70 miles. I'll be thinking of you and, and uh, promoting your cause and our cause too. All right? Thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, we got involved uh, when our 18-year-old son was diagnosed with acute leukemia in 1989. He was in uh, remission and then relapsed. And his doctor said, you know, if he's going to have a chance to live, he needs a bone marrow transplant. And he didn't have a match in our family. And, uh, you know, I was a school teacher. I wasn't in medicine, but I, I could figure out the more people on the registry, the better chance he had. The following year, at age 19, he had a transplant. A lady in England donated marrow for him. 
Uh, unfortunately, um, he passed away less than three years later with uh, rejection. But here we are, 30 years older, 30 and some pounds heavier, uh, uh, still at it. We've, our little group just volunteer. We've put uh, about 30,000 people on the registry, and we've wow. had... We've had dozens, uh, dozens of uh, those have gone on to be donors, like the man I mentioned a while ago. So we appreciate, we just, we give God the glory. We feel like he's led us all along, and we appreciate it. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Quinn. Thank you. Well, what an awesome legacy for your son. That's, that's really awesome. Okay, we're going to uh, now move up to the panhandle and get Melanie to come up. Melanie, there you are. You want to bring up your, bring Janet up with you? <laughs> Melanie Hartman. I wished I lived in a place called Happy Texas. That's awesome. Um, first of all, thank you for welcoming, welcoming us to um, y'all's church home. It's really awesome that y'all are here. Um, so I live with, my brother's spare kidney. So about 15 years ago, it'll actually be 15 years tomorrow, um, my brother donated his spare kidney to me. Um, prior to that, I was very, very sick and on dialysis. Um, so while I was on dialysis, um, I needed a few blood transfusions. And so today, um, I'm here, and also let me skip around a tad. Um, my son, he was born prematurely, and he also needed a few um, blood transfusions while he was in the NICU. Um, so today I'm here to honor a very special person in my life. I can't look to that side of the room my mom's sitting over there. <laughs> and, and I know there's tears in her eyes. So, um, so I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't look over there. So today I get to, I'm writing in honor of one of my siblings, um, Janet. Um, she started, sorry. <laughs> um, she um, started um, donating blood when she was 17 years old at our local high school. So my mom actually had to sign a release form saying, yeah, Janet can go, go donate blood. So what's pretty spectacular about Janet is um, she's O negative, And then also sh her blood is negative for a CMV, the CMV virus. So she is what's called like a hero for babies. And so like my son was blessed to get blood from a donor like Janet, who um, her blood can be used for like premature babies, um, people with um, suppressed like immune systems, burn victims. And so today um, I get to honor my sister Janet. And so. I'm gonna try to speak. I'm very bad at public speaking, but like she said, I started my blood donation journey about 26 years ago. At that time, I was not aware of what it really meant until Melanie needed a kidney 15 years ago, and she received a kidney from our brother and also blood products. And like she said, I'm O negative and CMV negative, so I don't have that, the virus in my blood that little babies can't have that. So, like she said, I'm a hero for babies, and I, my donations can go to prematures, cancer patients, and also burn victims. Um, last year, I got to 
join in on the very last day at Waco, and I felt a calling to be the match was there, and I signed up for that. So through the year, I talked to my daughter, who is also the same type of blood that I have, and she also signed up for Be The Match as well. So she donates along with, along with me. And I didn't feel like giving blood isn't that big of a deal for most people, but it's a very big deal and a value to someone that actually needs it. And that's their second chance at life. So thank you all for inviting us in and promoting the foundation. And, I God, and God bless you guys. Thank you very much. All right. Um, we, along the way, almost every day of the tour, are blessed to have day riders with us. And today we have a very special family that is not only um, is their daughter one of our honorees, but also uh, is going to be a day rider with us. So I'd like to ask Gary to come up with his honoree. And I will also... Um, say that before this whole thing started, you'll see the little badge of, of being a hero on Charmin's arm. Charmin donated blood this morning right before we came in here. Okay, it's wonderful to be here this morning. It's a great honor. Uh, my name's Gary Van Kuyken. I'm from the Woodlands, Texas, and I ride on this tour for a couple of reasons. One is I have a, a nephew who's now in his mid-30s who received a liver transplant about uh, 10 years ago that uh, gave him a new lease on life and uh, you know, was a dra drastic uh, transformation to the good for him. The other reason is uh, I'm accompanied by my wife, at least for today. She's worked uh, for 12 plus years in the field of uh, organ and tissue donation. Uh, and through that, met many wonderful uh, donor families and, and recipients and so forth. And just has been an inspiration for me. And plus I love to ride my bike. So uh, today I'm actually embarking on my 11th, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 11th Lone Star Tour. So uh, that's a lot of days out, out there on the road, a lot of miles ridden. Uh, but some of the days are extremely special, you know, they, they stand out. And this is definitely one of them. And uh, there's a couple reasons for that. One of the reasons is, uh, Caleb, you stole my thunder. How often do you get to stand in front of a church dressed in your bike clothes? <laughs> so that's... Kind of a silly reason that's special. Yeah, the other reason that uh, the day is special is because of these people here, and I'll, I'll get back to that uh, in, in a minute. I'm writing today for their daughter, Ashley, who was uh, tragically killed six years ago at the age of 21 and was an organ donor. And they'll tell you more about that story, and I'll ask, ask them to tell you more about uh, the efforts that they've uh, undertaken because of that sense, too. But I wanted to first uh, just give a little bit of a reflection a little bit different angle on uh, what, what I've seen happening in, the, in this tour over, over these 10, 11 years. Uh, and I'm gonna go back uh, real briefly to uh, Thomas Aquinas was a philosopher and theologian back in the 13th century. And uh, he was generally acknowledged as maybe one of the greatest philosophers ever. And a lot of people think maybe the greatest theologian of all time. And he, uh, he looked at what God had revealed to mankind, and then he used his own human intellect and formulated a great work that some of you may have heard of called the Thea Summa Theologica. And he looks at about 100 plus questions of uh, profound significance and uh, answers these questions. And one of the questions is one that has, uh, I think, bedeviled mankind forever and still does, 
And the question was, why does God allow evil in the world? And uh, the answer in one respect is kind of simple because it's very short, but in another respect, it's a very difficult answer for us to understand. And the answer he came up with simply says, God allows evil in the world because he intends to bring out of it a greater good. And uh, that's a short answer, that's the simple part. But a lot of people look at evils that are happening, wars, uh, natural disasters, uh, untimely deaths, crime, all these things, and they go, to me that's evidence there is no God. And I feel sorry for those people because they're left in the darkness and they're really left without joy. Now what I've noticed throughout the people we meet on this bike tour is they've taken another path. They have accepted the grace of God for the events that have happened in their life, and they have developed faith. And through that, they're able to see light in their darkest times. They're able to recover joy, even though they've gone through deep, heavy grief. And that's certainly true of uh, Dan and Sharman here. And uh, they, they've been able to do that, and I'd like them to now tell their story. Thank you guys for having us. Sorry if I get emotional. Um, we lost our daughter six and a half years ago in a tragic accident. She always wanted to be a donor. We talked about it. So when they tell you to talk to your families, talk to your families. Uh, we knew when we went to the hospital, she was on life support for three days. And we knew exactly what to do. Was it hard? Absolutely. But she saved lives. We actually have met her heart recipient. She lives 45 minutes from us. We've been to her house. She's been to our house. She is our family now. And our daughter lives through her. And hopefully one day we'll get to meet the other recipients. But she is our hero. Um, she always will be in everyone else that donates. So thank you, Southwestern Transplant. We've worked through you guys. So thank you for being there for us. Thank you, and we're glad to have you riding the day with us, Dan. Next, I would like to ask uh, Seth to come forward, Seth Cook. Seth. All right, Seth, another local rider. Bring in your moral support there, huh? All right. Good morning. Uh, this does feel like home and it is home for me, and the last time I actually uh, came to the church, I was a day rider, and uh, I am excited about the miles we're going to put in. I know when we came uh, into town, we went through some back dirt road, so, <laughs> yeah, so that was good times. But um, the reason I ride uh, is I'm an advocate because uh, my brother, uh, at the age of 19, he passed away. Uh, his name was Isaac. And uh, that means laughter, and we have a lot of stories about Isaac that would make you laugh. And uh, it wasn't a hard decision for our family, um, even though it was uh, a hard time for us uh, for, you know, to allow his organs to be donated because we wanted that laughter to be spread. Um, but it, it, it is about family, um, and, and I know our story is a little tragic, even though somebody else triumphed, but... Um, just being able to donate blood and doing the bone marrow, the swab, uh, be the match. It's something you can do while you're alive. And 
it's you know pretty painless. But uh, the reason I have this young man up here is his name is Isaac, and uh, this is my son, and I actually named him after uh, his uncle. And so it is kind of like a full circle, and he's brought uh, laughter back into our life. And uh, I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. He's going to be 13 next month, and I couldn't be more proud of him. He just got his brown belt yesterday in karate. He's a phenomenal athlete. But I am um, – thank you all. I'm riding for uh, Emma Ballard. She's actually a, a Marrow uh, recipient, and she has an amazing story that has to do with her family. Um, why don't you go ahead and come up, Mrs. Quinn? She, she's going to give, uh, I'll give a basic, but uh, this, this lady, uh, she needed a transplant, and she looked all over, and it was actually her mother um, that lived in, uh, actually, Belize. I'm going to let her tell uh, the, a quick story, and because she actually has a, an update, because she's actually in the process right now of finalizing that transplant, so we're super excited. Here I am, one more time. <laughs> um, no, uh, we're in Longview, and little Emmy Ballard, uh, that's where Emmy lives, and she just recently turned 13. Uh, Emmy was uh, uh, born in Central America, and she was having some health problems early on, and her birth mother literally gave her up for adoption to a couple in Longview because she wanted Emmy to have a chance to live. Uh, they just didn't have the uh, medical care and so forth down there that uh, she needed. And so Katie and Jason Ballard adopted her and loved her from day one when she was two years old. And she had been having some problems. Long story short, just last year, uh, they got a name. It's a very rare immune deficiency syndrome called DOCK8, D-O-C-K-8. And... Um, we, uh, because we recruit donors, we had a number of drives in Longview in the area in her honor. One of the ladies who signed up actually matched someone else. So we know we got at least one donor for someone out of that. But anyway, here's the neat thing. And this, if this doesn't bring tears to your eyes, I don't know what will. But Emmy's birth mother is actually her donor now. Uh, Katie flew to Belize two different times to find to the mother and they located the dad and some half siblings but the mother is not a full match but she was the best one they had and she really needed this so September 19th four days ago she had the transplant they're in uh, the National he uh, Institute of Health in Bethesda Maryland because the doctor who discovered this rare disease is there and uh, I texted her a while ago, and she gave us an update. Uh, she's on day plus three, uh, experiencing uh, fevers, and uh, it's going to have some more chemo. And so keep Emmy and her family in your prayers. But here, isn't it beautiful to think this mother who gave her life to begin with has an opportunity now to save her again, to give her further life, and we just pray that Emmy uh, will get the cure that she needs. So thank you. Thank you. You know, um, 
then why don't we get a small t-shirt out and put it maybe at the back of the room and when we leave today if everyone in this room would sign the back of that t-shirt and maybe we can send it to Emmy up in Bethesda and let her know that we were thinking about her today and that she's in our thoughts and prayers uh, if you can just get it to some yeah there we go and we'll do that at the end of the program okay well here's somebody we've seen up here before Joe would you please come back up and tell us uh, we know your story but would you tell us about your honoree Okay, uh, this guy is a, he's a warrior. Uh, he has, uh, he, he's been through a lot, um, and one of the main things that he went through, uh, he wanted to go to Iraq. He'd already, you'd already started the process of, of, um, of going to Iraq uh, and suffered just a terrible uh, car accident, um, and uh, blood donation saved his life and also made it possible for him to go uh, overseas. So I'm gonna let him uh, tell his story to you. Thanks, I appreciate it. My name's Glenn Barnes. I'm an honorably retired sheriff's deputy that I had a patrol accident back in 2006. I had signed up for the tryouts to go to, to Iraq to train Iraqi SWAT teams for counterinsurgency work. And uh, of course, I was run off the road by a drunk, flipped my car six times, broke my back and my ribs, uh, collapsed lung, ruptured my spleen, and I like to bled to death on the side of the road. A lot of things came together and one of them being the, the folks that donated the blood, those are the true heroes, that uh, this was 13 years ago, March 5th. Uh, I lacked the blood to death, flew to, they flew me to Mother Francis and rushed me into surgery and saved my life. I was uh, hard-headed and through the grace of God, was able to fly up for the tryouts with a thousand other cops at 10 weeks from the day of the accident and do an obstacle course and run with 10, 50 pounds of gear. Made the selection in 12 weeks from the day of the accident. I was in Baghdad uh, running missions for 06 and 07. I came back, went to work for the Sheriff's Department here and was on the SWAT team, CID, and worked for several years till I got the, the urge to go back to Afghanistan running security details for the ambassador and protecting Senator Kerry and things like that. This all transpired 13 years ago, all because of the heroes that donate those precious gifts that gave me those 13 years. My life, my, the chapter of my life should have ended 13 years ago that day, but didn't because of folks like you that, can, that continue to impact lives. Those are the true heroes, not, 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 even, not me. And uh, I thank y'all for honoring me far greater than I deserve being up here and bearing with me and my no speaking. <laughs> you did great, man. Good job. Thank you, Joe. Okay, let's get another canal up here. Caleb, we know you sing beautifully. All right, yeah, so I know that most of you guys know my story and have, have heard at least part of it this morning, but yeah, my brother Josh uh, received a heart transplant at 17, and through the generous gift of life that someone else uh, gave, he was able to live an additional 13 years of life that we never would have had before. So he was able to graduate from college, he was able to get married, he was able to do a, a, a lot of the things that he dreamed of doing. And one of the things that, um, you know, you just never would think of, of 
um, like how much it could impact your life is that he was able to finish a um, degree as an EMT. And he actually served in a life-saving capacity for several years here in East Texas um, and served a, a lot of people in, in a capacity that um, he knew what it was like to have been in the hospital, to have blood constantly taken. And so just for him to be able to experience that before his transplant and, and uh, even just right after, he really kind of went from idea to idea and tried different things. But when he found his passion and you and we we were able to see him working in his passion. It's a gift that's just, uh, it's, you know, it's so invaluable. You just can't calculate how, how awesome that is for him to be able to do that. And one of the things that I think is incredibly beautiful about the stuff that we're talking about today is that all of these people, whether through giving or receiving, receive from someone who they can never pay back. And all of these people who gave, who gave, whether it was a living donor or a donor who passed away, all those people who gave, gave to someone who had no way of repaying for them. And that's just incredibly beautiful about the thing that we're talking about. None of this is based on merit. None of this is based on having financial means. It's all based on the generosity of people who make decisions in an incredibly difficult time and um, can change the course of people's life in the most profound way. And so I, I'm just incredibly thankful to the circle of life and for the ability to share these things. And today I'm writing in honor of Cameron Matthews. So Cameron was a student at Alto High School and he was able to give the gift of life. So I wanna give um, you an opportunity to tell us just a little bit about Cameron and how he gave. First of all, I'd like to thank God just for being here today. Uh, it's just been an amazing journey. Uh, our son passed away in 2015 from a head injury uh, that he suffered on the football field. Uh, upon making it to the hospital, we found out, we, we didn't have a clue that he was an organ donor. We found out at the hospital that uh, he had signed up to be an organ donor. He never got his real license, only his permit, and he had signed up to be an organ donor on his permit. And uh, it was just like Cam to do something like that because he was always a given person and he always thought about the next person. You know, he, he always looked out for his fellow man. So it wasn't just a big surprise to us that he would, he would do something like that. But at the time, we, we really didn't know anything about organ donation and uh, donate life. But it's almost as if our son was saying, you know, I'm going to leave you guys an amazing gift. You, you won't understand it at first, but you will later. And uh, it didn't take us long to start realizing what he had, what he had left us because we've, uh, we've ended up meeting all six people. That, that, that he saved, uh, just an, a, an amazing time to be able to, uh, to, to see people that are so thankful and that look at your son as if he was their hero. Uh, you know, we thank God for, for moving that way. We, we thank God for the STA family that, I mean, when I tell you they took care of our son as if they were his own child, their own child, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, uh, whether it be, you know, putting his favorite, wanting, wanting us to bring his favorite blanket to the hospital to put over him or, or putting a football in his arm because that's what he, he loved, you know. And uh, they just made us feel like they were our family and we love you all and we, we'll, we'll, we always will. Uh, upon making it to the hospital, uh, my uh, our, our son's uh, phone, my daughter was holding his phone, and it went off one time, and this is the only time that it ever went off. We've never been able to get into the phone or nothing. It went off one time while we were at the hospital, 
and uh, she was smart enough to take a picture of it with her phone. And what he had did, he had left a uh, reminder on his phone, and uh, it had the cross in the background, and it had one word, pray. At 16 years old, I wasn't at that point. And I just thank God for, for having a son. We thank God for having a son that, that would think of that. And I know a lot of, the, lot of the people that were praying, and there was a lot of people praying for him. He didn't make it, but that doesn't mean that God didn't love him. God knew that he had bigger work to do and that he was going to have to use him to save so many lives. To show you just, just how God works, uh, that night on the football field, when they laid my son on the sidelines, I was standing over him. I didn't want to get in the way of, of, of the people that knew what to do. So I was standing over him, and I was looking at him, and I could actually see him leave. He, he was there one second, and the next second he was gone. And I, I knew he was gone. I mean, I watched my son die right in front of me. And uh, to show you just how amazing God is, a year later they hosted uh, celebrate life at the football field, the same football field that he died on, which is now named Cameron Matthews Field. And at this football field, a year later, I put my head to a man's chest from Mississippi, Charlie Robinson, and listened to my son's heartbeat on the same field that I watched him die on. We give God the glory with Cam's life, and we decided as a family that we were going to mourn the way that God wanted us to mourn. And because of that and because of the loving people that we had in our corner, STA and so many, so Donate Life, just, I mean, it's, we've had so many people in our corner, you know, we, we've been able to become stronger people. And though we didn't know anything about Donate Life, we do now, and we dedicate our lives to, to informing as many people the importance of it. And one more thing before I go. Yesterday, we went to a birthday party in Houston, uh, a woman named Dana. Dana received our son's kidney and his pancreas. And uh, at this party, uh, a lady came up to us. She said, you know, I know y'all don't know me, but I want you to know that we love Dana. And because we love her so much and because of your son's gift, our entire family signed up to be organ donors. And, and that's, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's contagious when, when people see the impact that it really makes and the, uh, the gift of life and true gift of life that it gives that uh, people want to be a part of it. And we thank God for giving us a son that could, that could be unselfish enough to give to, to be able to give to the next man. And by the way, uh, Dana's uh, motto for her, uh, uh, her birthday party was, I made it. I made it. So uh, we, we thank God for each and every one of you. All of the amazing stories that we've heard, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And, and your brother is still living on. Amen. He's still Amen. living on. Thank you. We also have writers that come on every year that we very respectfully and very lovingly call our rookies. We love first-time writers with us because our first-time writers become our second time and our third time, and they 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 um, give us 
uh, new energy in, in, our, in our tour. And one of those first time riders that's with us today is from Justin, Texas, Jeff Walburn. Jeff, there, there he is. Everybody. Um, I received a liver 11 years ago from a nice young man. His name was John. I fondly refer to him as Second Chance Johnny. Um, I've got to see and do a bunch of amazing things along the way. Or do, I'm starting to get choked up now, uh, so you don't have to. So uh, one of the things I told the transplant surgeon that I wanted to do was walk my daughter down the aisle. And I got to do that. And I've got to see my son play college baseball and do a bunch of other th interesting and wonderful things. And um, from that organ donation, I obviously received some blood along the way, and uh, both during the surgery and again after the surgery. Um, there was a little complication. I had to have some blood. And, so today I'm riding for a beautiful, brave young lady named Jessie and her mama and brother here. Um, she received a lot of blood along the way while she was battling uh, horrible disease. So I'm going to let her mama, Miss Brown, speak. She's got a poem to share with you all. This is my son, Jackson. November 30th of 2015, my five-year-old daughter was diagnosed with AML in FLET3, which is acute myeloid leukemia. And FLET3 was a mutation and made it to where her cancer strands became immune to chemotherapy inhibitors and drug trials. My daughter fought 16 months. She went to Bethesda, NIH, the National Institute of Research Facility. She also went to St. Jude in Memphis, Cooks in Fort Worth, and Dallas Children's. And out of every single hospital, Every single thing was the same. She had to get platelets. She had to get blood. She actually ended up going into remission for a week. She had a cord blood transplant. When she first got sick, Jessie understood pain and she understood death. And I was afraid to tell her what was gonna happen because it was the inevitable. She had a 3% chance of survival. After her being in remission for a week, her cancer was back. And two weeks later, my daughter was gone. She passed away in my arms. And there's no words to describe what it feels like to have your child pass away in your arms. But through that whole entire time, without the blood, without the transfusions, the marrow, platelets, she wouldn't have survived 16 months. I found out I had a little bit of a gift and it was writing poetry. And the very first poem I ever wrote was called A Simple Bag of Blood. It's a little long, so I'm gonna go ahead and get on it, but I'm gonna read it to you guys. 
it's a simple bag of blood. Let me share my story with you. I will open your eyes to what you possibly never knew. Your health is great. Your bones aren't weak. You smile and laugh, and you love to go outside and see the sunset. You go for a walk, a walk for several blocks. You enjoy the grass and love to see time pass. Your heart is kind. Your eyes are pure. Oh, sorry, your eyes are pure. But here's the story, the story of a cure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miles away is what, what you may not know is what I wish I was to show. A donor bank is open for a one-day drive. Donate blood. A bag of blood will help a child survive. In a local cancer hospital, a child is fighting. A child is weak. A child is dying. The fever hits in and the counts begin to drop and all the child wants is for the pain to stop. The window isn't open, but the birds are in view, sitting next to my daughter, wishing what she had to go through. She tries to do something as simple as trying to eat, but sadly her body is small and unbelievably weak. She has the simple things like, Mommy, can I go out to play? No, sweet Jessie, no, not today. But soon, baby, I promise, I promise you will see the day, the day that you can go out and play. Her hair is gone, her body has changed, but this is what, what she will gain. That simple bag of blood that took just a moment gave her that freedom, that freedom and enjoyment, gave her the energy to go out and play. Finally, I said, see, baby, you made it, you made it another, another day because you, because you gave it away. This is a story, this is a story of her cure, a simple bag of blood. That's it. <laughs> He's tough, isn't he? Nothing. <laughs> Balling my eyeballs out. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. That was beautiful. Okay. Um, EJ. Oh, okay. And your, your recipient. Okay. All right. We have another first time writer with us from Del Rio, Texas. And it's my pleasure to introduce EJ Tamez. If you'll come forward with your honoree, please. Hello, everyone. Um, it's very hard to speak here in front of everybody after hearing all these stories, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> um, my name is E.J. Tamez, and believe it or not, I uh, initially thought about this ride um, about two years ago. Um, well, actually, a year ago. I donated a kidney to my brother on March 1st of 2016. And it was all meant to be. I was telling Lizzie that uh, it all happened because of God. Um, by myself, I would have never had the courage to do so. So because of him, I gave that life to my brother. And he changed his life completely because initially he had never been a writer or he had never been involved in sports. He was a little bit introverted himself. And now he's so outspoken. <laughs> and some people here know him, so... He, uh, he wants to share the same story 
with everybody. It uh, changed his life. And when I was getting on that plane yesterday, it was a tough ride, because, I mean, a tough travel arrangement because the plane was uh, landed. I mean, it never took off because of mechanical issues. I was looking forward to this so much. I even talked to the pilot. I said, are we going to take off or not? <laughs> he told me, don't worry about it. There's another plane coming from Dallas that's going to take you guys. You're going to be a little late, but you're going to make it over there. And to me, that's, there's no other sign that that one, you know, to be here. Um, that's my story, and briefly, I'm here to write in honor of William Bentley, and I've, I've learned about his story. It's so amazing. It really touched me uh, for different reasons, but I'm going to let Lisey speak about him a little bit. Um, I'm Lizzie Bentley, and I'm William's wife. Um, I want to say thank you for everybody sharing your stories this morning. I'd Whenever we started, I told him I didn't want to talk, but your courage gave me courage, so thank you for that. Um, um, I'm very new to um, everything here. My husband, William, passed away in April, and um, he was an awesome guy, um, and we're very proud of him. He was able to save five lives through organ donation. Um, it was one of those things that uh, was kind of a weird thing, but the week before he died, he passed away suddenly, um, and the week before he died, I had joined the Junior League here in Tyler, and I had met Megan, who's with uh, Southwest Transplant Alliance, and she was one of the leaders of my group, and she got up and talked about um, what she does for a living, and it really uh, touched me. I went home that night and told William about her and what she does. And we had a conversation about organ donation like literally 10 days before he died. And um, it wasn't surprising to me that he was an organ donor. Uh, William was a man of principle, of doing the right thing um, to a fault. And um, Anyway, I'm just so proud of the gift that he was able to give, and I look forward to meeting some of his recipients one day, and um, it is really a, a cool thing that the family gets to keep, and um, I'm very thankful for his gift. So, thank y'all. Thank you very much. Okay, Becky, I'm looking for you. Becky, yeah, there you are. I found you. <laughs> All right, Becky. So I'm Josh's mom. Y'all met Josh's dad and Josh's brother. And Josh has another brother here, Gabriel, who is actually rode for Josh today. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the story because you guys already heard it. But um, one other reason I ride beside all of that is because when I, I got so excited last night, I couldn't sleep. I can't wait to be able to be on the tour when it comes around. Um, and 
the reason is, is for every person that stood up here and shared their story, it makes me not feel so alone for what's happened to us. And so um, when you're in this world and a lot of you out there are in this world right now, it can get very lonely. And so when we are on the tour and I go into a town and I meet another mom or a dad or husband, wife, whatever, it makes me know I'm not alone in this um, journey of um, suffering and loss. And this is one of my favorite ever, ever things to do, Debbie, in the whole world. So just thank you guys so much. So today I had the pleasure of writing for this sweet little man here. This family, um, you guys, is in our church. I can't tell you all the things they've done. It's incredible. It's overwhelming. And they have how many kids? Nine kids. <laughs> Sawyer is not the youngest, but um, they have been through so much with Sawyer. And I'm just um, so, I stand in amazement of how they have handled this and how they have come through it. And so I'm going to let whoever parent wants to <laughs> share a little bit about Sawyer's story. Y'all, this story just blows my mind. I was reading it last night. I didn't realize, I'm going to let you tell that part though. I didn't realize some of the way that Sawyer received blood. He's a blood recipient and it just blew my mind. So I'm going to let Heather or Josh, whichever one. This is Heather and Josh Rucker. This is Sawyer. You're always going to get me on the mouth. Um, but Sawyer was diagnosed with infantile acute lymphoblastic leukemia when he was seven months old. So uh, a life of cancer and hospitals is all he's ever known. Um, and on the day he was diagnosed, that since many of you have lived so much in the medical world and the, the blood world and numbers and, and blood counts and things like this, Sawyer's white count, which normal is uh, 10,000, uh, Sawyer's white blood count was 570,000. And his hemoglobin, which you want to be around 13, his, and they would give you a, a blood transfusion if your hemoglobin drops typically below eight is usually the standard. Sawyer's hemoglobin was two. His blood was 98% blood. Uh, his blood was 98% leukemia. And we have pictures of it. His blood was literally white. Um, and they, they told us they did not expect him to live throughout the day. Um, and that step one, the, the only thing they could do to desperately, drastically try to save his life was replace his entire blood volume. So he was intubated. They, he was intubated and they had a team. He had one line, uh, a femoral line in his femoral vein and another line, I think I remember it being in a, a peripheral vein. And one team of doctors, it's called a phoresis and there is such a thing called a, a phoresis machine that would do a blood exchange, but he was too little and too uh, fragile to, to do that that machine so they had to do it by hand and so with the two different lines in him one team of doctors was pulling out with with big the 30 cc syringes was pulling off the infected blood while at the same rate from the other line another doctor was pushing in healthier blood 
And so they did this. The, the room was crowded full of doctors because no one had ever seen this procedure done by hand. And so they w their hands would cramp these big, huge syringes. So they would tap out, and the next doctor would come in. And so they, they did this for five hours and replaced his entire blood volume twice through the night. And as we stood and prayed over him and just watched in shock and horror, we could see him. He was he was the color you couldn't see where his diaper ended and his skin began he was as white as a sheet of paper and we could start to see his ears turn pink as the healthy blood was entering his body and so he survived that day glory to God and the next day began uh, chemotherapy and he had a three and a half year of chemotherapy so he was lived most of his life in the hospital that's where I met uh, Deborah and her beautiful daughter Jessie um, we um, met in the childhood cancer world um, but the one other time that blood was, a, I mean, Sawyer has received more blood transfusions than I can count. I mean, more than 20 at least. Um, and, but one other instance was when he was in desperate need of platelets. So he had to be hospitalized uh, and we went to transfuse and there were none available because he needed hero blood. He, our whole family is O negative. So Sawyer was O negative, CMV negative. And there was no hero blood, no hero platelets. And so we waited, knowing that his life hung in the balance, that there was no blood. Because you take that for granted. You know, in a, in a normal life, a blood transfusion is a really big deal. If you need a blood transfusion, that is pretty major. In the cancer world, it's another blood transfusion. You take it for we take it for granted. Yeah. Oh, we're we're just getting blood and platelets today, and then we're going to go home. It just becomes part of your world. It was the first time that this life-saving gift was unavailable, and they finally found some and flew it in, and so he was able to receive. Maybe they were yours. <laughs> um, they they flew in. They flew that in for him and and saved his life again. So we are. So very grateful. We've, because we, we're a member of, of Tyler Christian Fellowship, so Joe and Becky have shared their story, and, and their sons have shared their story, and we've known Josh and have been very keyed in to organ donation and the circle of life, and so we've been spectators, and obviously we've been through a lot with Sawyer being sick, but we never considered him being honored as being a part because I didn't, we didn't know, you know, we thought it was only the major, major, you know, organs is what we, we and we think, we think of blood as being small potatoes, but it saved his life so many times, and we are so grateful, so thank you. So I think it's pretty obvious blood is not small potatoes. Blood starts the circle of life, and we all need to either be blood donors or advocate for blood donation um, because it truly is a life-changing, life-saving gift. Before I call our last writer up, I want to acknowledge a couple other day writers that we have with us. Will, would you and Judy like to come up and, and at least be acknowledged and say hello? Come on up here. 
All right, thank you. I was not aware we were going to be in a church service today, so came over early from Long Beach, thought I was going to miss church. Thank you for having us. Um, it's great. Love your church. Uh, this is, I'm Will Hagel. This is my mom, Judy. I rode with the group two years ago, and she was on a waiting list for a transplant for a liver, and uh, shortly after that, she got it, and without that, she would not be here today. Um, so it's great. I'd love to use just a minute to encourage you to use your influence, every one of you, children, to the oldest adults in here. We all have influence with people, um, whether that's talking to them, them observing our behavior, us using our social media. Um, and yeah, if you go and post about any of these three things we're talking about, blood, organ donation, or be the match, you may not get as many likes as some monkey doing something funny, but, um, <laughs> but use your influence. Talk about it. Young people, talk with your parents about what you want to happen. The Bible says we can't take this stuff with us. We're going to get a new body, so why not let somebody else have it? Um, but it's, uh, especially the be the match. Um, uh, most of the people I talk to aren't aware of that. So if you missed that from Anita earlier, what that is is people get blood cancers and things like that. And um, the only way they can be cured is from a match. And the only way that can happen is if you're in their system. If you all, it is not painful. You just give them a swab of your DNA and you're in there. And if you're ever a match, it uh, used to be bone marrow, which is kind of intrusive and a little painful. But now the majority of those, I believe, are through actually blood transfusion where they just take your blood out, take some good stuff out of it, and then they give it back to you. So be the match. Uh, I encourage you to get up to date on that and just spread awareness about that. Mom, you want to share something real quick? Just real briefly. Um, I'd just like to say that, yeah, two, two years ago, in, in uh, October 17, I was on the wait list at Baylor Scott & White in Dallas uh, for a liver transplant. And two weeks, uh, two months later, uh, on December the 8th, I got that transplant, 2017. And um, just want to say that there were two other people from Tyler that were up there because you have to stay in twice blessed. You have to stay within 30 minutes of there. So we had to stay there because I lived too far away. Uh, but there are two people here that were in, uh, from Tyler, actually, had liver transplants because we saw each other in clinics all the time. But anyway, just real briefly, um, I was 64 at the time. I got the liver of a 68-year-old man, and I was very, very thankful for that donor and his family. Um, I also want to say I had alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency. It's a very rare thing that... Uh, very rare thing that you can get. It caused my NASH, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, uh, on my liver. So I just want to say, if it weren't for uh, blood products, for the blood and the platelets, they had to really pump me up to get me ready for surgery um, before, during, and after. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they, do, what they can do. And so I'm just here in front of you today. Uh, I'm 20 mo 21 months out and looking forward to my second, we call them liverversaries. So uh, I found a, a social media on Facebook, a, a support group, and it's really helped me a lot. So haven't told them my story yet, but soon I'm going to tell them my story. But anyway, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, and let me say, I know I probably can't do this from memory, Gabe, I know you're riding with us for the day out here somewhere okay there he is any other day riders i know we have at least one more riding with us as a day rider a couple more out there we welcome you to ride with us as far as you want to you can go all the way to course again with us if you want to uh very nice to have you with us 
Okay, let's call our last team writer up here. Uh, this young lady is the one who last year said, I want to go to Corpus Christi. And we said, okay, so we're ending the tour this year in Corpus Christi. Sarah, why don't you come up and tell your story? There we go. My name is Sarah Pipkin Love, and uh, I received a heart transplant along with blood and platelets as well. Um, but as a young child, um, I was born with a heart condition, and uh, the doctor said, let her live life like she, like she would like to live. And because of that, my parents allowed me to live that life like every child would. And I was able to go on to play college soccer, and um, then it was pretty soon after that that um, I would go for a five-mile run one day and um, go into AFib a few hours later and not be able to get myself out. We soon went to San Antonio to see the, see the doctors and uh, they would say we got you through your soccer playing years and um, now it's time um, to look at transplant. And so um, we went through the process and about a year later um, a young man by the name of Dylan who's 14 years old had, had talked with his family about being an organ donor and what that meant. And um, because of that he was able to save five people's lives and I was one of the fortunate ones that received his heart and um, we've been able to meet and continue to stay in touch with his family. Uh, but today I got to ride for Kendall um, and as a Coach and teacher, um, as I read her story, would be the, the student, the athlete you would love to have. Um, just an all-around good young lady who played soccer and basketball and volleyball and was a cheerleader um, and just was super creative as well. Um, so, you know, she was able to, to be... Um, accepted into Savannah College of Arts, um, which was a dream. And then also, um, it was right after her 18th birthday, after a, a traumatic um, accident. And she had signed um, when she went to do her, her uh, driver's license and asked her mom, you know, what is being an organ donor? What does that mean? And after she explained it, she said, absolutely, that's what I want to do. And so because of that, she was able to save um, multiple people's lives because of organ donation. So um, very excited to ride today for Kendall. Thank you so much. It's, we get so much feedback from the recipients of the organs and the tissues that my daughter has donated, and that's been such a blessing for us. And we have a very wonderful relationship with two of the recipients of her organs. But for us, it's our family has grown. We lost our child, we lost our sister, but our family has grown. There are people out there alive with our DNA in them. And and they're our family, and it's it's just how it is and so I know you've got a special relationship with your with your donor and it's it's just a wonderful organization I thank you Southwest Transplant Alliance um, you've been a blessing to us and volunteering for you has, has helped enrich our lives so much so thank you all thank you Well, in closing, I want to invite all of you to come back to the back room, the other room. I'm not sure, Joe, if y'all room has a name, but Fellowship, Fellowship Hall, thank you. Uh, I saw some yummy-looking refreshments down there. Uh, we also have tables set up where you can find out more information about how to be a donor. You can sign up for the Be The Match registry. Uh, I would love to see a long line of people waiting at the blood bus to give blood. How long is the blood bus going to be here, Clinton? I'm sorry? 
Oh, yes, and also, thank you, Linda, thank you. Also, to sign the shirt that we're going to send to Emmy, and would you be able to get that shirt to Emmy after we sign? Okay. Um, there's also a table in the very back that you're going to see two of our support staff, Debbie, are you and Marissa in here? There's Debbie Fendrick, our pace car driver, and Marissa Dixon also drives a pace car with us. Yeah. <laughs> and you will have an opportunity to join the Lone Star Circle of Life Association and help us take this message forward. We've just become a 501c3 after 21 years. That's a long time, I guess, but, uh, but we do want to continue this. We want to continue not keeping this a secret. So if you would like to join us, you can see them. Uh, I also want to, um, yes, yes. Sure, sure, and we definitely want to take a picture of the team in front of the Carter Blood Care bus. Uh, we take a team picture every year, one with everybody, one with honorees and everybody, and one of just the team, so we'll be glad to do that. But I did want to introduce Keith Stewart. Keith, are you in the room? I, are you up here? Thank you. Keith Stewart keeps us safe. Keith and also Michael Johnson right there beside Keith ride, uh, drive our van in the back and they they really do keep us safe because they're the back door that all the cars see as you're going down 31 and you see this big trailer saying slow down we got people saving lives up in front of you so uh, we thank you very much for that and of course the the team member that's very closest to my heart is my daughter Holly sitting right down here um, who's been on multiple tours with us uh, she documents everything on video and, and photos, and so all the photos that you're going to see that are going to pop up on our Facebook page and on our website. It's such a hard website to remember, lscol.com. You're going to see pictures of today. Once we get them up, you're going to see all the honorees that are writing on all six days up there. So please don't keep this tour a secret. Please go out and tell people what you've heard today um, and spread the word of, of what these wonderful gifts can mean. Joe, would you like to close the program? All right, thanks, Debbie. So we're just going to pray, and then we're going to be dismissed. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this uh, time that we've had together today, Lord. Thank you for these families, Lord. Um, many of them have experienced uh, just extreme um, uh, pain and, and sorrow and loss. Um, and I just pray, Lord, that you're, you're the God of all comfort. And um, and you know how to comfort us, Lord, in our worst times. But you also know, Lord, how to turn darkness into light. Um, and I just pray that you would continue to do that through these families. I just pray a blessing uh, on them, Lord. And uh, I pray for safety today, Lord. I just pray that we would have a great, great ride. Um, I pray that we'd have a good, strong tailwind, um, some, some uh, cloud cover, um, and uh, that we get to share um, what we have such a passion about along the way. And uh, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, you guys.